0: Gee, how are you, bro?
1: Bro, living, living, living,
0: living your best.
1: I'm trying, bro. You know how it is right now. I'm trying.
0: You guys are in first place right now.
1: Yeah, bro. That's that's the nice part. We got a good ass team,
0: you know, a, like a lot of good players.
1: players. It's like, a, like it's like a dope mix, too, because you got like old dudes, young dudes, like all over the spectrum.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: And, like, the best part is the, like, older guys, like, they let the young guys, like, have fun. You know, like, there's no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, like, let us do our thing.
0: Yeah, you're all grown fucking men. I mean, if there's, 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 like, probably a fine line. There's probably a fine line to this. Like, you know, if you, you feel like guys are taking advantage of the team, putting the team in the wrong spot.
1: Correct. But, you know,
0: thank you, sir. You bring that over here. Yeah,
1: we're we're grown men, and if you can't be responsible for your actions, like yeah, you need you need to make sure that you have somebody that can help you. Like that's the thing. Like, bro, when I was in college, my first piece of advice to any kid coming in was: you need to know if you're the kid that can go out and show up the next day and be on his on top of his stuff, and if you can, then I don't care what you do. But if you can't, you need to know that too. Because if you, if you go out and you're worthless the next day, like that's impacting more than just absolutely. You. That's us.
0: Spot on, sir. What, um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Are you you're not, you're not happy with the way you're seeing it right now or swinging it? Well, what's the, what's the sour face but for you, when I call you? You.
1: <laughs> you know how the game goes, right? Like yeah. one week, week, this is how it starts. You're barreling balls. They're getting caught. then you're like, all right, like tough luck. Next thing you know, it's like not really barreling anything and it's still getting caught. And then it's like, oh my gosh, the ball, like it's invisible. Like, and it's, and it, it really, my dad always says this and it's always spot on and it's perfect for any sport life, whatever. Like you're never as far off as you seem. You're never as far off. Like you are literally like this one itty bitty adjustment or all it, sometimes all it takes is just, like, ball falls. And you're like, oh, like, mm-hmm. man, I feel good again. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's crazy how that works. And talking to Mal about it, too, she's like, maybe part of it is just, like, you've been on the road. Like, obviously, we're not allowed to leave our hotel room. Like, oh, yeah. those four walls start closing in real fast. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely there's a combo bro. of it all.
0: Absolutely. With Dude, it. it's... uh something you said that that's really fucking i think it's i think it's dope in this social media age and baseball is obviously you know we can get into that a little bit but like a guy like trevor bowers trying to break the boundaries of like baseball and marketing yourself but the idea of like hearing guys like you in the moment talking about it it's like it's funny how much as i got older and i actually got removed from baseball you realize how much of a teacher it is you know it's a it's a fucking it, it's your best teacher, man. Like it's 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 a, it's a it's a game of failure. It's failure failure dominant, you know. When it comes to what you do, hitting especially, um, but it it teaches you so much. It teaches you so Brother. much about life.
1: It, it it does, and like I think the biggest thing for me right now, especially that I've learned as as the teacher, like what baseball does is. Just because you like fail, you know, like because we haven't even defined like what is failure, right? But because you failed, that doesn't make you a failure, it just makes that one attempt, yeah, non successful, right? But like, it, it's so cliche because, like you said, in social media, like we're so used to getting everything we want right now. Instagram, right, I want this girl, I want this girl to follow me a follower, you know, whatever, and I can get a follow back, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, on social, like I want to expose myself to more motivational videos, okay? Bam, I can go look up this. Like, like one, click. one click. I mean, yeah, it's a click, right? But in life, in baseball, there's one way to do it, and it's hard work. Like hard work's never, it, it's irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. And it's trusting your process each day because, like, you're going to have 10% of the season where you're going to be, like, unconscious. Like, you could stand on top of your head and hit. Mm-hmm. There's going to be 10% of the season where you couldn't pick it up and, and, and put it on a tee and hit it. But the other 80% is going to be somewhere in the middle. And it's, like, how do you maintain and fight? to stay level-headed during all of that like because that's that's where the money's made bro like that's where the money's made
0: sounds like it sounds like life though you know what i mean yeah, it's a, exa- lot, it's a lot of it exact is exact a lot of it is those mundane middle 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 of the pack mundane things mm-hmm. that what you do with that mundane time and what you do with those experiences and uh can be the difference maker as to how many more positives or highs you experience, or, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you don't use those mundane times properly, and there's a lot of, there's a wide range of things to do within them. Absolutely. But as, as I've gotten older and you realize it, bro, you know, like there's life can't always be one high, you know? And then when it's, when you're in it, when you're in it, you said something that I alluded to it in life too. When you're in it and the highs of it, like just hot, everything's falling, no matter what you do, it's working. When you're in it, it will you feel like it will never end. And then when you're when you're in the opposite and you're in the fucking trenches, you feel like it will never end too. You know, it's like it's a it's crazy how many things you and baseball players talk. I'm like, uh oh, there's so many. Oh,
1: bro. It's crazy. It's a, it's amazing. Like like you said it is the best teacher and it it's so relatable to everything that you have to go through in life, you know, and like one thing that you're saying like, what are you doing with that like mundane time? Mm-hmm. There's obviously a time and a place where you can just be mindless, scroll through Instagram, whatever. There's, there's, it's. Sorry,
0: that's all right. It,
1: that's important, you know. But you know what else is important is to make sure that like the analogy that I've seen that I really like is: Are you like if your mind is a garden? How are you taking care of your garden? Like, what are you watering it with? Far- farmers can't take a day. Off, can't
0: it? take a day off. Mm-hmm.
1: Like what? What are you? What are you gonna reap? Like from your harvest? You know what I'm saying? Like if you put a bunch of things in it that make you feel lesser about yourself, that's what you're gonna get. But if you're putting things in it that are building you up and making you become a better version of yourself of who you're supposed to be, then that's a completely another thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's a hey, it's not sexy to talk about. No.
0: So, bro, a lot, most, a lot of this shit I talk about is this in the sense of like, you know what a I'm lot, saying? Like,
1: yeah. it's not sexy. It's not sexy. Mm-mm. The things that work aren't sexy, and we try and find a way to doll it up because the most boring, boring people are the most successful. Like, you can look at, um, like, Tom Brady. He just makes the throws that are supposed to be made over and over and over and, again.
0: And, and with his life. GQ, GQ looking motherfucker has anything he wants at his fingertips, rock star wife, wakes up and fucking goes, wakes up and every day shows up to the mundane things, the mundane tasks.
1: The same stuff. The same stuff. It, it I mean, how bored have we gotten as a society over LeBron James? And like the man is on a Bonkers. another planet. But Bonkers. yet we're bored with it because we want something new. We want something new. I'm like what you don't like 28 8 and 8 every night like <laughs> 35 years old like come on
0: yeah another guy who's done amazing with like not letting the unbelievable level of fame you acquire fuck up your you know you don't hear about him doing some fuck shit it's not you hear about him making schools and you know like a lot of the thing amazing things he's doing i think you're i think right. you're um I think you're doing really well, and I think I wanted to talk to you about. I talk to this about athletes when I, I have a lot of athletes on here, and I like to I like to talk to them about this. It feels like you're doing a you're making a concerted effort to show and acknowledge and grow your awareness that like life is bigger than a game of baseball. Um, and yes, it's your livelihood, and yes, when you can't get a nothing's dropping, you're in a shitty mood, you know, but a lot of the things you seem to talk on and touch on, your clothing brand and the podcast you're doing with your... Bu- you have a podcast with your buddies, kind of, right? They yeah, do I, it and yeah, you...
1: yeah, my best friend since I was little.
0: Yeah, and I see that, and I know those are your guys, and um, seeing what you guys are pushing, it's similar in ways to what I'm doing with this uh, and what I'm trying to do with my platform. You know, even just understanding that, like, a lot of the shit that are the success, you know, the how you reach what's the ultimate success in music and entertainment and what's the ultimate success in in baseball like obviously they're different things but my point is the awareness while you're in the moment while you're playing while this is your identity the the awareness to be like yo you know like there's there's way more to life than baseball and not to say that takes away from your love passion and dedication to the game whatsoever,
1: which is often confused by
0: people (laughs) often, often. I talk about sports fans all the time and we probably don't want to go down this fucking, I think sports fans are like very delusional um, about their relationship to players that play for the fucking city that they live in. You know, like I'm thinking that it's part of their property because they get paid a lot of money to play baseball that they can tell you how to live your life, which is fucking nuts because anyone who gets over the age of fucking 25 years old and has 25 years under their belt of walking around and understanding this shit life is difficult and like not a black and white thing at all and everyone has their own versions of this so it's like trying to tell people how to spend their time just because they play for the fucking team in your local area is crazy to me you know never makes sense to me but it's either here nor there. Um, But yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I I just see what you're pushing uh, as a narrative and I see what you're focusing on. I think you're doing a really good fucking job. Why do you do that?
1: Bro, so my, I mean, we can kind of go, like we can just, I was brought up in a Southern home. Like I grew up in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I grew up uh, in a church. I grew up with older brother, older sister, way older. My brother's, nine years older my sister's seven years older. So I was kind of like, I was blessed to have them be older than me because I was dragged around everywhere, Mm -hmm. everywhere. Like it didn't matter where, when, like I was growing up on a basketball court, on a baseball field, like that's just how it worked. My parents, I feel like my parents ran as they say, they ruled with an iron fist. Like my parents, not in a scary, strict way, but like there were expectations in the Swanson household Mm -hmm. and you better live up to them. But the thing is how they did it, it wasn't like, there was no pressure for me to get all A's or, you know, be this like star person. My parents just raised me to like do what's right and to love other people. You know, and so I was just going to ask be who I'm supposed to be. Right. Like my parents raised me to be that. And they the best thing that the best thing that I'd say that my parents did for me was they would trust me with that. They would raise me and then they would let me go do me because they trusted how they raised me. Right. So moving forward till now, I've always felt like connection to people and that I'm so blessed in what I do that it only makes sense. Like I want to help other people. I've been a helper my whole life. Like I've wanted to help people, uh, especially people that like don't have the same opportunities or advantages that I have.
0: That's wild. It's wild. You've been like that your whole life. It's a a gift.
1: Seriously, it is. It is. And I think I've kind of dabbled in it in years past. And this year, what's been different is, and you're going to love this. I, I've been seeing, I've been doing therapy. Love it. Since December. Love it. And man, let me tell you, like, unapologetically has made me so, like, confident in me. Like, I'm a helper. Even though I'm a man, I'm a helper and I love other people. That doesn't even remotely make me, like, weak, you know? And like, you, it makes
0: you more of a man than less of a man. You know
1: what I'm saying? Like, like my drive to want to inspire and change people's lives because this stuff is important. Like, but somehow it's gotten missed through education. Like, we don't talk about how you can become a better version of yourself. Like, we don't talk about these things that actually impact your life. Like, what you learn in school, there's some valuable things. You learn a little bit of discipline, you learn some time management. Mm-hmm. But like when in school, have you learned for thinking for yourself? When have you learned for or learned how do I take my strengths and make them even stronger? Like <laughs> we we're in this age now where it's like baseball analytics, cookie cutter. All right, you should throw this and do this because that's what's successful for everybody. Well, it's like, but why would I throw a four seam fastball and a curveball when I have a really good sinker and a good changeup? Like. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That -hmm. doesn't make sense, but that's what we try and do. We try and put these square pegs and round holes for everybody, for everybody.
0: The educational system was built upon a foundation that was geared towards programming workers.
1: Correct. You're, you're programmed to be a part of like the labor class. Like you were programmed to take orders, follow directions and do it well. Mm -hmm. And then now it's kind of like, what about Well, those kids that weren't good in school, like Gary Vee says all the time, you know, like those kids that weren't good in school, like those are the ones that turn, like those are the ones with entrepreneur brains. Just because they don't follow directions as good doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad kid or they're stupid. Right. They just operate in different ways, you know? So I like for me, I just have tried to really give people the opportunity to like double down on their strengths and help people realize like one of our big things is realizing how important it is to spend time like by yourself and alone and in some solitude because yep that's where you really start to understand who you are and the biggest thing that i have like owned up to the last few weeks especially is how can you hold yourself accountable when you don't know who you are, you can't hold yourself accountable for your actions until you know who you truly are. So, like, if I'm, if I, Bingo. you know, feel that I'm a, a certain type of way, like, if I were, we can just use the analogy of like baseball. Yep. If I thought I was only a home run hitter, which I'm clearly not, but that's what I thought I was. <laughs> I'm up there trying to hit homers every time and I'm hitting, you know, 210, struggling, striking out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I, but maybe I have 11 homers, right? It's like, Oh, like I'm doing great. And they're like, that's, that's not what kind of player you are. Like you are a gap to gap guy. And it's like, Oh, well, I've been holding myself accountable trying to hit homers this whole time, but yet I'm actually better.
0: Oh, fuck. Huh. Tough, uh, <laughs> tough moment of being, st- being stuck, frozen, for a really good-looking guy. Uh, (laughs) That's like Kilmer when a girl (laughs) flashes us.
2: We'll be right back with You Never Know You Know What I Mean right after this urination break. Let's cut the shit. Here on the YNK Podcast, we like to promote products that help benefit your life in a positive way. Now, since Pornhub hasn't come knocking yet, we got the next best thing. Our friends at Liquid IV are changing the game. John Kilmer here with a fantastic new product. Now here at the Stevenson Ranch, our asses love to get pounded. Your ass might get drunk, but our asses get pounded. And after a night of ass pounding, we, we just get really dehydrated the next day. All that booze the next day, it just dehydrates your whole system. You wake up, you're peeing bright orange, you're not feeling your best self. Now here at Liquid IV, they are changing the game. Uh, they have these these uh, little, little. you can hear it, these little packets of powder here. You throw them into one bottle of water. They're called the hydration multipliers. What that means is you throw one of these Bad Larrys right into a bottle of water. It is the equivalent... Hydration of two to three bottles of water. Now, when you're hung over as balls the next day, I can't stress how important this is. Now, our friends are running a very good offer today. If you use promo code YNK when you check out, you're going to get 25% off your entire order. So go to liquidiv.com, use promo code YNK, get 25% off your entire order. Tell them Steve sent you.
1: It's really hard to hold yourself accountable if you don't know who you are
0: i fucking love this point i really do i mean i'm sure you i think you're a busy guy and you're in season but just from following each other you probably know like a lot of the undertone of what i try to talk about is like at least in this last year especially doing a podcast and shit is just like circling that topic you know circling that topic just like Dude, I just kind of like, my, my story in a nutshell is like, dude, I got, I got, I was really good at baseball. I was doing really well. I got hurt. Started this other thing right in the midst of like realizing that I wasn't as good at baseball. My arm wasn't working the same. And I just had this like immediate beginner's luck uh, enough to get going and go down this path. Going through that and then coming out of it and like just being like, wait, who am I? Like, I don't, you know, like I've, I never really had a second to like think about any of this. I just rock and roll, you know, just went, didn't really give much thought to it. And I think that's a good thing to a certain extent, but what, to your point, I had a conversation with Mike Posner right before this a little while ago, and we talked about this, but just like establishing your values, like right. if you like, that's very much tied to who you are. Like your values kind of more or less if you write down your values your true values like that says a lot about you you know and and it's been a transformative process to have for once in my life establish evaluate and evaluate and establish how i can improve my decisions the idea of like um you know your idea of accountability as far as like just knowing it's You can't be accountable for somebody like something you don't even know who you right. don't, you don't even know who you're, who you are you know and I went through that and the way you articulated that was amazing because it's it's what it is but it's also what I try I asked you why you do what you do because you're an athlete and you don't really need to do anything actually baseball I prefer you weren't doing other shit you know but you do it anyway because and I asked why because it's of servitude you know and you're of service. And the ironic part is most successful and happy people, it's because they're of service. And you learn that if you're giving and you're actually intending on just giving people whatever you can offer them, you know, whatever it may be.
1: Right, and that's like, I've always learned servant leadership. Like that's been a big a big thing of mine, especially when I got to school. It, it kind of like got defined for me finally, like, servant leadership and giving to other people and, and being available to other people. And like not everyone I know grew up in a church and like faith oriented like me, but for me, the greatest person that ever walked earth and Jesus, like mm-hmm. he even says, like, I didn't come to, for y'all to do this for me. Like I came to do this for y'all. Like I came to help y'all and serve y'all. Like if the greatest person that ever walked the earth did that, mm-hmm. you'd think that that would kind of be like, that would show that this is who we're supposed to be as people, you know what I'm saying? And like I think a lot of times it's so easy to look past that because we're so self-consumed in ourselves now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. We're so self-consumed because like you said you need to take the time to evaluate yourself and who you are because for your whole life guess I'm I'm guessing that you've been told who you are. You're a baseball player right like
0: i was a i was a baseball player i was a new england kid would fight you in a second if you if you challenge me because that's what we did where we were from you know i was conditioned in that sense um and i was very very much a nice kid but very narrow-minded in perspective um you know and and it's been pretty, it's one of those things that I, I've tried to portray and it, and it only happens through experience. Like I had to like leave, and, like go, like I went to Duke and I like I learned like, oh, like people act like a lot different down here, you know, and like, and that, you know, but I try to give that experiential, like I call it experiential wisdom. It's just like going through that and real, like I would have never known that that was how I was, I was looking in a very narrow-minded you know, living in a bubble if I didn't get out of it, you know?
1: I went from growing up in Atlanta, great home, went to an all-black high school,
0: mm-hmm.
1: basketball, like, bro, I've been listening to, like, I've been listening to rap music since I was seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was introduced to Outcast at age seven, and it's been on ever since. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was listening to Lil John the East Side Boys back when I was, Eight shouldn't have been listening to it, you know. Like that <laughs> was, you know, what I'm saying, like the Iron
0: Fist, the Iron Fist of your parents on
1: everybody, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. And then I go to I go to Vandy and talk about a culture shock. Like I was, I was kind of like, what is going on? Like, why is everyone seem kind of like uptight here? And like, wait, what do you mean you've never heard of this song? Like. Who are you? You know what I mean? Like, what?
0: Where did you guys come from? What the fuck yeah, you guys did? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, that's how I was at Duke. Yeah, and so that, but like you said, that opens your eyes because you start to realize, like, yo, we come from everywhere, right? Like, every different kind of background. And the most important thing is, it doesn't matter where anyone comes from, what they think. That's not up to you. All that you can control is to love whoever. Mm-hmm. Is in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, love and treat them with respect, and life is grand.
0: Yeah, bro, you're spot on. I love, uh, I love, I love to. Uh, this is kind of it's I, I, when I have these podcasts. I'm reminded in like minute two of it why I'm aligned with these people.
1: You bro, know, that's, like I was, I was just when you asked me to come on because I, you know, I keep up with your stuff and like your journey, just in and yours. And I'm like, man, like that's so spot on because. These kind of things like that's why what we do, what we do on social media, because it's not if it's not exposed enough on social media, like we want to be that positive light for whoever, because nowadays a girl looks at themselves and says, like, I'm not pretty enough, you know, or like my oh, my ears are too big. Like because so and so is on Instagram who's got two million followers that they think is the coolest most amazing person in the world doesn't realize that that's not real and like that's we're just trying to like provide that light to people like nah bro like like you are beautiful as the way you are because that's how you were made to be
0: i love that you're saying that i ha- i have written down in my notes what are things i wanted to talk about in the podcast <laughs> and it was uh i've i've said this uh, amongst my guys but like this era that we're in of the filters and like you know like every single girl all the girls we know in LA and I I turned to my boys I said this like months ago I was just like yo every one of these girls like for most of their casual in day in and day out Instagram stories they have filters that are altering the way they look and you know these are already beautiful girls and like it's kind of and then you see it in person and we'll be like having a party here like late and there's a bunch of, you know, very pretty girls or whatever. But a lot of them, like you could tell that they're like getting work, <laughs> like everyone's kind of starting to look the same be- only because like these are wealthy girls and they, they spend money on their appearance because they have to. And this, right. the rationalization is like, look, this is this is my industry. This is how I this is how and, and it's very valid. Cause I know girls making absurd amount of money for how hot they are. So there's this unbelievable, like standard, but like, they don't even realize that like, there's being so being, they're being like really, really programmed by this to and manipulated. And, and like, there's validity to what, to, to the root of what they're saying. But, you know, from an out you know how you're like your worst critic like from an outside perspective like i found them more attractive before the work i found them more attractive without the filter and i've like was telling i would like dm like
1: the <laughs> yeah yeah I, no, i'm saying i'm saying
0: and it's uh it's something that it's something i've actually one of the girls i follow like was going off about this and saying and i was like yo i was going to talk about this on my podcast so you brought it up but it it's it's something that is bad it's very very bad for multi, a multitude of reasons but there's also like a huge ripple effect of this like these girls have tons of followers and like yeah 50 percent of them or maybe more are horny guys that think they're hot but there's also like a generation of girls um who are looking to them as the standard yeah th- that's um,
1: what they should be like that's what they should become you know I, bro i'm the i'm the same way because like you met like back in college you're like all you like find all these hot girls on Instagram. You're like, where, like, where are these girls? Like they, I never run <laughs> into girls because guess what, bro? They don't exist because whatever they're putting out there, like ain't real. You know, know what I'm saying? Like this face shit,
0: bro. I've been, I've, I've seen behind the curtain in LA, like, whoa, you yeah,
1: know like what I'm saying? It ain't real, you know? And, and they like said there's such a ripple effect because now, and I, you know, I can't be the one to like speak and judge because I don't know. Yeah. But that lifestyle is now become the role model lifestyle for, you know, absolutely young women across the world. And it's like man, I just don't know like that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Like even even guys are like, "Oh, all natural." And they're like got like a 40 pack, you know what I'm saying? Like crazy ripped. And I'm like like even if I were to compare myself to professional athlete something like that, I'm like, yo, I don't even look remotely as good as that person, but it's like, that's not the point, because that's not realistic. Like, that's not real. That is not real. But yet, you see it so much that, like you said, you become programmed that that's normal. And whatever you are is lesser. And
0: you can make the argument that, no, they have those filters too. They're aware. They're aware of what they do. They're very, you know, everyone, everyone like, they obviously start using the filters, and they look, it makes them look more like supermodels. They're literally called, like, cute supermodel filter you know like and the the point is you, there's a it roots in you like an unhappiness or a discontent for what you look like like oh if i only had bigger lips and like a fuller you know and like dude i'm victim of it too you know like i, I look at you there's all like other artists and how they look or how they you know like, there there's influences all over the place even if you're not trying to be influenced you know yeah but it's more about what it does to you on a personal level, you know? And, and it's like, man, a lot of the val obviously a lot of the values that are just brought in our forefront in our society are, are like, and dude, I, these were values. These were values that like, you know, I had, I had some of these values. Like I, you know, I didn't, this is just a recent like transformation. I've always had undertones of a lot of this, but like, There was a lot of my decisions being being driven by very egomaniacal values. You know, like
1: Yo, I mean ego's the enemy, right? (laughs) Like and that's why and that's why to me when you really take that time to dive into like who you are, that like only till then will you actually be able to discover these things that we're discussing. You know what I'm saying? Because he said for so long and you want, like we talked about the identity stuff, you're told who you are, this and that, this and that. And next thing you know, you've lived 20 years of your life thinking you're somebody, but you're really not that person. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're really not. And it's a shame. And you see it happen to athletes all the time because I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. They get out, don't know what to What to do, where to go and lose all their money because they don't know how to live a life." away from
0: sport, the fat exactly and what and what accompanies it
1: right and so like that's why it's important to understand like if if this game were to be taken away from me tomorrow trust me i would be devastated right like no one's gonna sit here and say i wouldn't be devastated but at the end of the day like what am i anchored to and is it gonna be something that's non not wavering ever or is it something that, you know, I can go over six with three punch outs like I did tonight? You know, everyone on the team had a hit, not me. It's like, that happens. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to wrap it up in that, I'm only going to live like this. I'm only going to live up and down. And that and that's not who we want to be. Like, you know, you've you know, you played baseball. Like, you don't want to be the happy hit guy who's only in a good mood when they get a hit and ain't shit when they don't. You know, like, that's not who you want to be.
0: Absolutely, it's so ironic that you called it a happy hit because somehow I'm still in the same place because if I don't make like a hit song in the studio, (laughs) like I'm I'm only, like I was even just recently like realizing that like, oh, I have less fun the next day being alive if I didn't have a good night in the studio or I don't like how I've, if I'm reflecting on the past few days whether it was work or whatever, if things aren't going the way I really fucking saw them going, then, you know, it impacts, it impacts, even if I'm not being an asshole to anyone else, my perspective, the fucking thing, my eyes, behind my eyes, I'm looking at shit and I'm not appreciating it as much.
1: Well, like, and the thing that people often confuse with this, and I have a hard time, like, explaining it, that doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that you can just go out and, like, oh, Mike, I can make shit music. And it's whatever. It's like, or yeah, I guess what, uh, Dansby, like, I could care less if I go for four tomorrow. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not what I'm saying because I'm competitive and want to be as successful as they come. And I mean, so are you. And Mm -hmm. like, you want to make as great of music as possible, right? Like, I want to be as successful as I can be. But what I'm saying is my identity and who I really am is not going to be wrapped up in what essentially the world tells me like this game of baseball tells me I'm good or not. Like I'm going to have a hectic life, bro. It's
0: crazy. It's crazy how when you say it out loud, it sounds idiotic. It sounds idiotic to when you stop hitting the ball far a fuck with a wooden bat and a fucking ball with playing baseball in fucking tight pants with a bunch of guys you just met. Like the fact that you can't hit it anymore means that your worth as a human being on planet earth is no longer, you can't enjoy your time the same. Or even like, if I can't make a fucking song that is, the, is unbelievably moving and just well done, that, that you, yeah, exactly, that you lose, that you lose your place in society. Now, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're not happy about who you see. But really, the only thing that changes, you can't fucking hit a baseball anymore at a high at the highest at the highest level in the fucking world.
1: And that's perspective. And that it all wraps back to like, that's why you got to spend some time by yourself, bro. Because if you don't. Life will speed up on you real quick, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But if you do, like you can kind of like recenter yourself, you know, like the meditation piece. So I told, are you, I told are you, you a meditator? Therapy. I do that. I, I do this stuff called brain spotting I don't know if you've ever heard of it
0: brain spotting I don't think so
1: yeah so I'm gonna explain it so I got hooked up with this guy um, uh, my therapist through a good friend of mine that actually works at Uninterrupted out in LA yeah yeah I, I battled anxiety like bro I battled I battled like serious stress and anxiety not being able to sleep ever like at what throughout your whole life or uh after um my full rookie year when i was like brutal you know what i mean like once again identity really wrapped up in baseball like i'm talking like going in the off season couldn't really eat couldn't sleep like incredibly unhealthy lifestyle right so it it comes and goes in waves you know for the next couple years get hooked up with this therapist and we do this stuff called brain spotting and what it is, is you put your you put headphones in, and it's called bilateral music. Um, it's, like a, it's like a stimulation that plays in a pattern for your brain, kind of going from right side to left side. And the whole point of it is to get you out of your... I want to say it's to get you out of your like thinking brain. I think it's called your neocortex. Not sure. Your get, you out of your get, get
0: out of your conscious and into your subconscious mind.
1: Yeah. And... Then, so sitting in a room and he's probably, I don't know, four or five feet away from you, like sitting across from you. And he's got like one of those like old school pointers that you would like take out like this and like point to a chalkboard, you know. And the whole point is you put your brain in this, uh, not sedated state, but like I said, you get into your subconscious and he moves the the stick Around like the room is like he'll bring up let's just say like something that was really like either traumatic or anxious or stressful for me in my life, mm-hmm. and he'll like hold it right here, right. And so the pointer is over here. He's like, "What do you feel?" And you're like, "I, you know, I don't really feel much." He like moves it throughout the room. Bro, I'm telling you, it hits a spot in the room, and you're like, "You like feel it again." So wow. it, it's it's crazy. So I'm like, "Okay, right there." So the whole point is you're in this like patterned state and you're staring directly at the, uh, the end of the pointer. So you're, you're only focused, like it's taken every other distraction out and you start talking about your experience and you talk through it, talk through it, ask you some questions here and there or whatever. But it's mainly like stream of consciousness, bro. Next thing you know, like you'll be like two hours in like talking about this. And my first time doing, I did it for two days while I was in Nashville. Um, He flew in from California, did it for two days, did about five hours of brain spotting of this kind of activity. And it's equivalent to like 25 hours of regular therapy. Wow. And bro, I'm telling you, I came out of there. I couldn't stop like smiling, like for once finally felt like I had like completely unloaded every bit of like, Stress the past 20 you know five years of my life and it's basically like how he calls it is if you have like a file cabinet or a hard drive if your brain is the file cabinet and it's full it's not very good at it's not very good at being a file cabinet anymore right like it's not as much space. so what we're doing is kind of taking some of the files out not that we're just burning them but we're Reshuffle them so where you have more space, so you can operate better. And man, I've been doing that, not in person right now, but I've been doing it once a week, like via Zoom, for this season. And
0: and it works via Zoom. It works. You have the same experience not being in the room with the guy.
1: It's it's a little different not in the room because I mean you know like energy is a real thing, and when you're in a room with somebody um but i'll do some of my own stuff like when i get up in the morning i have a routine and i'll do some meditation with the music and i'm a big writer so before i go to bed i'll put the music in and i'll write and i'll like repeat some of the stuff stuff to me um bro it's amazing like seriously it's uh it's tremendous and i i've i've gotten other players on it i've gotten uh mal on it like bro I, gonna get I, I, everybody i come in contact with i'm like you need to do this. I'm I'm on it right now. Starting so effective immediately. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to send you uh I can send you the link for like the the playlist I use just on Spotify and Yeah. Bro,
0: it's so so you'd recommend I had to go get with the guy and do some brain spotting exercises.
1: Bro, I'm telling you.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm going to need that number. Can you say his name or
1: I'll send it to you. I don't want to just give away all my secrets.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like keep hold it close. Hold it close. Bro, son.
1: it's bro it's it's amazing though it really is, and the cool part is soon we're kind of in the process of uh creating a little bit of like this like foundational business opportunity to where we can start providing that not only to other athletes but like people that really need it that would never ever have the ability to experience therapy, right like kids in inner cities or people that really experience traumatic things that hold them back throughout their lives like. Being able to provide that, there's
0: so many people like cost-free for
1: kids. You know what I'm saying? Because giving kids those opportunities and actually being able to deal with like the stuff that they see or hear or witness that I would never even be able to comprehend. Yeah, like it, it, to me, it's.
0: I think about that. I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot when I when we talk about perspective, but just like. I've been so fucking lucky and fortunate for, there's no better, there's no better word than lucky, like, you know, just to have the body I have that, or the mind, or the, or to just the parents, or any of the things that are up the to chance. The people in your life, bro. Like, Everything that's up to chance, you know, that, that, you know, we're just kind of, their gifts, you know? So it's like, man, it's really interesting to hear you talk about it. Why, so one one thing I want to say about therapy, and like I haven't done therapy yet, but everyone has a version of what you just said, like not the brain spotting thing, but just like dude i had I got into therapy and you know automatically like they they walk out of it. It's how I am with meditation. they walked out of the other side of it, and they're like, there's no doubt in my mind that this works. you know what I mean, so what do you think about why do you think? it's wired in us as athletes cause I have the same thing or is it just an athlete thing or I think it might just be a societal thing, but it, it's probably about caring what other people think about you, which is a, a sickness. A lot of humans, you know, yeah. develop. Um, but I know, I know when I think about therapy, I think of someone who, Oh, Oh, you need therapy. You know, like e- even when I got okay. into, when you're I got, soft. In, you're soft. Yeah. Or something's wrong, man. Oof, yeah. you know? And i th- I had that hurdle to get over when I started just going down this path of spirituality and like self you know when they could say self help books like on spirituality and happiness and power of now and things that guide you to ha- live a better life it was It was an interesting thing, and i I want to get the sense you had that same feeling
1: or well, it's just like like the ego part of you gets in the way and you're like, Oh, I don't need a therapist. Like a therapist is going to help me. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like I'm way stronger than that. Like I don't need this. And what you realize is it actually builds you up more. Like it, it, it takes the focus away from on, like you said, what everybody else thinks to who do you believe that you are created to be? Like that's, that's the perspective it puts. And like, for me, like I talked about, like my anchor, you know, is, is faith based. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm always kind of able to go back to that source each day and through the meditation or through my morning routine, and I'm like, God thinks of me this way and he loves me this much. Like this is who I am and I can then shine that onto everybody else and like that's the goal right every day for me and the extra with the baseball comes with it and so that stuff it just helps me really connect with that that true dansby every day by doing these kinds of like activities and meditations and things like that and it's like every day i'm not that every day is a freaking great day but i'm at least giving myself a chance and like I'm a big, obviously, I'm a big analogy guy, but it's like if you were a track athlete and you're running a hundred meter <laughs> race, and you had a full sprint, you are gonna do some type of dynamic warm up and some some sprints before you go run your race. Like if we have 24 hours and it's our day, you you best believe you need to do some type of like preparation to handle your day right. And I'm telling you that's it's a game changer when you start your day off with a little bit of peace and peace and quiet. And then you go about your day and it's like, man, I feel like much more in control of myself. Like I'm much Respectful. more patient with other people. And I'm more aware. And you know, I'm more kinder. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, but, but it ain't sexy. It ain't sexy. So nobody wants to do it.
0: Yeah. But it is sexy though. It's becoming more sexy um, as pause as like, just the idea of like, it's kind of the angle of, like, why I like to have these conversations with people like you. You know, like, the idea that this is, it's a focal point, it's a focal point of being alive. Like, figuring out, you know, figuring out these things that, and, like, people don't expect athletes and people of, you know, fame or whatever to, to like, go through these things and endure these things. and And, like, actually, like, it's really fucking, really... All the dopest people I know do this shit. They work on themselves a lot.
1: Well, I you know think I, I think that I think you said it. That's why because the dopest people you know and the people you're surround yourself with are people that really give a shit and that really want to become something.
0: It's not. So, it's not a coincidence that everyone I fucking pull up on this podcast has a version of this.
1: Right. You know what I'm saying? That's because what I'm saying. Like it ain't a secret. And not. I think that's why a ton of athletes end up doing, end up doing it. Celebrities, whoever. Right. Like successful people is because there is true like power in it. If it wasn't it bro, if it if it didn't work, ain't nobody would be doing it. Right. Right. But do you think, you know, somebody that's Go ahead, go ahead. No,
0: no, no. I don't mean to cut you off. I mean I'm nobody would be doing it. Especially especially famous people wouldn't be doing it. You got a lot we got a lot. You you know, like you're a professional athlete and make a bunch of money and you like or you're a musician and you're famous and you make like those would be the people with full schedules. They wouldn't take time to do something like this.
1: Like people don't even remotely realize how busy people get and how busy our lives get. And so It's it's like if I'm willing to take the time to just go and take a breath for 15, 20 minutes in the morning when I get up to start my day, I would imagine that it would be pretty important for you too. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the ultimate recharge. It's the ultimate recharge. Absolutely. And like that's what i always, like I said, I always go back to to the whole like how Jesus lived, right? Like he came to serve, not to be served. And the man's he did that every morning. Like it was like I'm going off to pray and his disciples would fall asleep because he'd be praying and recharging and then he'd go about his day. It's like if Jesus is doing it, who, you know, is one with God, then, like, why wouldn't I do that? Right. <laughs> like, it only makes sense. Right. If the perfect human did that, wouldn't that kind of like the blueprint of how to. Absolutely. How I should live, right? Like, yeah.
0: Come on. I hear you, my man. I hear you. It makes a lot of fucking sense when you said out loud. But it, it uh, I want to shift gears a little bit. I want, I want to talk a little bit about one. I mean, it's not even really gear shifting, but it's, what the fuck is it like to be a big leaguer, and what is it? What is it like at in actuality? Comparing it to the shit you fantasize about, as you, you know, every baseball player who makes it to the big leagues had a dream of the big leagues, pretty much. Right. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah. So you have this version of it, and then you did it, bro. Like you were when I met you on my tour bus in Nashville, right? Yeah. We were shooting a TV show at the time, weren't we? In, yeah, think? yeah. Yeah, and you had just been the number one, you were the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. And played at Vanderbilt. Um, and, uh, you know, even at that time, that's something that, like, every kid who picks up a baseball bat or a ball in the history of fucking mankind and wherever, that's, their dream is they fantasize about being the first pick in the fucking Major League draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I I know I know I did, you know. <laughs> and I know every and I actually got like fairly close. Like there's so many more that didn't even get in the fucking ballpark of the arena to even yeah. understand what it could maybe feel like. And uh it's interesting like I try to remind the athletes cuz I don't play anymore that like you know, you have to like smell the roses while you're there. You know what I mean? Like you gotta really be because, Enjoy. because like you are at the highest level and you've already done things that like if for the day you picked up a baseball bat, like you went and did you became the first fucking pick in that in the MLB draft. You know? So like that that I don't ever wanna like I and I talk to any professional athlete and I kinda of try to remind them of this in my own way. It's just like you're at the highest level, man. You did it. Right. You know, and now, like, every athlete's, like, just wired to be, like, not, like, n- you know, not complacent. And even if they're doing exceptional, they're always thinking about what they can do more, and that's what makes them great. But there's also, like, a gratitude of, like, holy shit, I can't believe I actually fucked off and did that. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking wild.
1: Bro, see, that's the hardest. Oh, fuck. That's the hardest part, Right. Because you don't want to be the one complacent guy when it comes to, you know, when it comes to your career or whatever. But at the same time, there's also a perspective that needs to be held of, I am a major league baseball player. I'm one of, if you pull up the stats of how many major leaguers there have been in the history of the world, it's staggering. You're like, wow, I'm one of, it is honestly like. 20,000 people ever in the world to do this, like...
0: It's fucking nuts. <laughs> that's
1: crazy. Like, that's tight. Nuts. You know, like, that's dope.
0: <laughs> it's fucking wild, dog. And you gotta...
1: And, and, and at times, especially, I think, when you are struggling... When you're over you know,
0: 4 and you're alone in
1: your hotel room and you're like... In New York and you can't leave or else you get fined a gajillion dollars, like... You're kind of like, damn. Like, I... Like, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I'm one of few people ever to do this. And you look at it from this bird's eye view of like, bro, like you're just fine. Because every other player that's ever played has, is go- has gone through the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So perspective is big, man.
0: And guess what, bro? Even if your fucking career ended tomorrow, you've done shit that fucking barely anyone ever could say they did. You know what I mean? Like narrow it down to like being the first pick of the draft. You're in like a 0.00000000001 percentile of like people that have achieved the goal that like just an actual obvious goal. This is the height of being a baseball player, a youth or amateur baseball player. The ultimate goal at that time is to be the first pick of the draft. And then the ultimate goal is to be a big leaguer. And then the ultimate goal is to be an all-star. And then the ultimate goal is to be a fucking Hall of Famer. So it's those steps. But it's like those, once you get past first pick of the draft and into the big leagues, you're already in the most minuscule percentile of people ever that ever exists as humans. You know, so it's...
1: Well, bro, I, bro it's so funny that you say that, because I actually did a... Uh, so I went back to school this summer, virtually, uh, during like all the quarantine stuff. And I was in a uh um, what was the class called well wow. it was uh sports culture and society right
2: mm-hmm. and it was
1: actually really interesting because it dives into a lot of just like human history and like anthropology you know and stuff and we had to do like a final project and i and I did mine on on why athletes get looked at negatively during like labor disputes, whether it's like CBA agreements or whether it's free agency yep. and what you just said, people often forget is the reason athletes feel that they are owed their money is because they feel that their value can get devalued at times because we are, like you said, it's not even the 1% of the world. It's like the point oh 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 one percent of the world. And it's like, that is why. And people often forget that. Even us, like we forget that too. Yeah. But it, it was it was actually interesting, like talking to teammates and diving into why you think that is, you know. And yeah, but like I said, it's perspective, bro. It's all perspective.
0: What's it like? What's it like? Uh... I mean, you're you're in the most probably historic baseball season of all time. You're playing in front of it's like a fucking Black Mirror episode. You're playing in front of cardboard cutouts and fake crowd noise. Are they? Not dubbing the crowd noise in the in the stadium, or are they?
1: No, there is there's there's it's fake crowd noise.
0: So you can hear it while you're playing.
1: Yeah, like what y'all hear is pretty much what we hear.
0: I heard the NBA. That's that's what I assumed. But then I heard the bubble in the NBA because I talked to a kid in the bubble on this podcast a few episodes ago, and he was saying they uh, it's not in there.
1: The crowd noise isn't.
0: It? Yeah, it's just like quiet, or or the NFL was it the NFL? The NFL. Because so like it's it's very fucking it's just quiet and weird. You know, but I I wanted to ask you how does this compare to other fuck like how impacted are you guys out there?
1: Bro, I'll, let me tell you this and It has no we we all appreciate the fans. Like I don't think that's not even like being politically correct. Like every athlete appreciates fans. We appreciate people that show up to the games that are loyal and supportive of, you know, our team and our best effort, right? Mm -hmm. But the most interesting part about this season is that it's purely the game of baseball. There is nothing else to it. There's no fans. There's no home field advantage. Other than, I mean, being maybe more familiar with playing on a certain surface or whatever. But it is purely the game of baseball. It's the Atlanta Braves versus right now the New York Mets. Like. It is strictly that. That's it. And it's so, it's almost peaceful because it wow. goes back to T-ball days. It it goes back to fall scrimmages when, you know, when you were Duke, I was at Vandy, like fall scrimmages. Yep. And all you're doing is talking shit to each other, like, and just having fun with it, but you're just like talking shit and just playing the game for the game. Crazy. And like that, that to me, and I feel like that's something that early on I had to challenge myself with that perspective of, I don't play this game for the fans. Does right. mean I don't appreciate them, but I don't play for the fans. I play to be great in my own right.
0: right.
1: And I, I kind of had to challenge myself with that early of like, this is going to be different, but guess what? It doesn't matter if it's game on spring training or, you know, game seven of the world series. Like I still do the same things every day. Like I prepare the same way every day and every game. Mm-hmm. So just like really flipping that switch on of doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Bomb night doesn't matter. You know, bottom of the first doesn't matter. Right, like it's the same thing over and over again.
0: So in your, across across your locker room, is that the overall vibe? Everyone's just kind of catching a wave, playing out there like without the fans, or there's some.
1: Are people I think that- it's a little bit different. you know, the how long you've been in the league or how long you've been you know around and stuff like that, where that's kind of all you've you know grown accustomed to right So, i mean i would say for the most part guys i feel like guys have an overall confidence to be able to just be themselves because there's no pressure like there's no even distraction of you're on deck and someone's just trying to grab your attention because they don't know any better but like they're trying to grab a picture you know like for their seven-year-old son it's like even just that, even out of like kind-heartedness, like there's nothing else you have to think about but right. playing the game of baseball. That's it.
0: When you uh, when you got out on the field for your first Major League Baseball debut, do you remember that feeling?
1: Bro, almost I was almost in tears. <laughs> yeah, I was almost in tears. Especially putting on like Atlanta Braves jersey, being from Atlanta, like it was
0: How perfect.
1: It was surreal. It was surreal
0: that's a that's a feeling that i like every time i talk to a baseball player i'm jealous of it because like it reminds me like that's a feeling that's a that's another one of those feelings when you talk about the first pick of the draft or even getting drafted and then playing a big league game but going out <laughs> going out running out you're fucking the team you grew up being a fan of too that's another that's another incredible percentile um that you fit
1: in well and the that- Bro and how I look at it too though it's not even, it's not even playing for the team that you grew up like in the hometown. Like for me, it's like I get to represent the city of Atlanta. Like that's all I've ever done, anyways. And now I officially get to do that. Like that.
0: I know you're a big Atlanta guy. I see you. Oh,
1: bro, I'm a huge Atlanta guy. I love that. I'm 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 everything Atlanta. But that's just. I mean, it's just such a blessing to be able to like show that like yo I'm. I get to represent the city and, like, compete for a championship for the city. Like, it's not just for the Atlanta Braves. Like, it's not just for myself and my teammates, like, and my family. Like, it's for the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that's a cool, like... That's
0: a rare, rare, rare opportunity. Uh, Right. You know? It's just fucking rare. Like, I feel like 95, maybe more like 99% of the guys in the league are not, like... They don't have an endearment to to the city like they're not you know like the, the the level of connection is more or less like yo it's a business and i got landed here and like i live here now you know
1: yeah no it's it's crazy
0: it's crazy it's crazy it's Cool
1: though. It's how cooler. did uh
0: how did it feel to catch a loss in the blena cup
1: i mean i'm not happy about it <laughs> i'm a competitive <laughs> asshole bro is that like, is and that I'll, tell what... you, I'll tell you this too mal was I think like I was pissed, but I think Mal was more pissed. She's Honestly, like, she's
0: fiery, I could tell. She's competitive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's competitive, bro. Like whenever we do anything competitive, she's she's into it.
0: What's it like uh what's it like dating I mean, I've never really Yeah, I have no I have no experience with dating like an like an a high-level athlete. Um there's probably tons of synergy, you know, as, in regards to just like you know how how the relatability right like yeah the that's the thing
1: it's the time it's the commitment it's the schedule that is naturally ingrained in her so it's like we completely understand each other when it comes to time and scheduling which was i feel like is always the biggest concern for any athlete when you start it to is. Get a girl right like she doesn't understand my time or like i'm at the field for you know like bro you're at the field for eight hours a day like I got to the field today about 3.30 and I texted you, what, around like 11.15 that I was leaving? Yeah. Like, it's a it's a normal work day, but it's different hours. Yeah. And and there's time to, like, we were talking on the phone. She's, like, kind of just asking about, like, my routine, if I've been doing the same. Because even when we're in Atlanta together, it's like, hey... I know we want to spend some time together, but I got to do some of my, like, game planning. You know, like, I got to do some of my, like, video work or whatever at the house before I go. Right. She's like, yeah, like, no problem. Like, it's just the understanding um, that makes things really easy. But I think the, the greatest thing is, like, we leave we leave that sports shit, bro, out the field. Like, being at home together, we're two of the most, like, normal... Yeah. People in the world. Like, and we just enjoy, we simply just enjoy being together, plain and simple. Like, that's what it's about, sir. Just being able to be together because people have this like misconception. This, once again, goes back to the social media. They're like, our relationship is not always exciting. Like, it's not always yeah. amazing and exciting. There's plenty of nights where I come home and she's like already <laughs> asleep. You know, like I, <laughs> I come home and she's already yeah. asleep or come home and we just, sit on the couch don't really say too much but just like be together if you and and that's why people talk about like marry your best friend because mm-hmm. you never get bored with your best friend and if you are bored you just enjoy being together exactly and, and that's exactly how, that's like that's exactly how we that's are.
0: amazing when are you gonna tie the knot <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe we can have a special uh <laughs> podcast episode that <man>. yeah
0: <laughs> Why not do it over a game of casual virtual beer pong? <laughs> <line. Yeah, yeah. laughs> I actually have. She, he said she's on the line right now.
1: <laughs> like, hold, hold, hold your shot. I got a question to ask somebody. Yeah, love that. Yeah. No, but I mean, we, bro, we've definitely. We've I'm fucking with you. You don't it. have to answer it. We've definitely thought. <laughs> it. It's crazy too, though, because she's young. You know, what I'm saying, like, I'm 26. She's 22. Yeah, but that's the beauty that of young. it too, because she, young. just like me, had to kind of grow up quicker than everybody else she's around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh...
0: She's one of, the, one of the best fucking... For those who don't know, it's... How do you say her last name?
1: Mallory Pugh.
0: Mallory Pugh. She's, uh... I mean, one of the, one of the best women's soccer players in the world. How, how long... She was on, what, Team USA, what, last year or the year before?
1: So, or, for uh, for she's a bunch been of years? on... She's been on, like, the national team since she was 17. So since she's like trying to like learn, you know, algebra and also like, she's the youngest. I'm pretty sure she's the youngest girl in U S history to score in the Olympics, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's just, it's crazy. Like you imagine like how much pressure was put on me to be like one, one, you know, imagine being on the global stage when you're a junior in high school. Wild. And to just see like who she is. Who she's become and how level-headed she remains is, like, truly, like, mind-blowing. It's, it's, it's inspirational, honestly. Like, she pulls the best out of me and, and obviously, a lot of things. But just the fact that, like, she still cares about who she is as a human and has been on the global stage since she was 17. Like, that's, that's rare.
0: It's what it's about, sir. It's rare. You guys are like a fucking ad for marriage. Like these are these are these are all the things like that. Like he's spot on. It's like what it's about, though. You yeah, know I, need I mean, to open it's,
1: my journal and find some more notes. Like, all right, what am I gonna say next? <laughs> no, the,
0: hey, you don't have to rehearse the truth, man. It just comes out that's, easy. Hey,
1: that's facts, though. That's facts.
0: You don't have to. it's just is what it is. I could tell you guys have a crazy bond. I could tell how pissed off and disappointed she was in you that you didn't lead her to championship in the Balina. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she. she She'd miss one and I and then I'd go up there and be like, all right, and I'd miss one. She'd be like, dance me, come on. <laughs> like, Figure what it you out.
0: Mean? Like, Carry us.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, but even though even though that first game, she was kind of balling. Like the first uh, yeah. round, she was kind of balling. No, she played
0: well. She played well. I knew you guys were gonna be contenders. Sleepy you guys...
1: contenders. Sleepy contenders. I
0: got I had you guys circled on the whiteboard.
1: <laughs> you were, uh, like throwing darts at us, like, I'm gonna kill these people. <laughs> like, uh, who who ended like up knocking you up? Who...
0: Who ended up knocking you out? Bauer. Bauer. Bauer's an interesting fucking guy. Are you seeing his shit that he's doing like on the internet and like he's kind of like trolling the league?
1: Yes and no. I mean, I like, I think it's hard not to see it, but I don't, I'm not like, you're not, you don't really up with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not looking for it. Is
0: that a general mood of the
1: players? I would imagine. Like, it's Hopefully, hard for you to so, say. Yeah, like no one ever really talks about it, so I don't know if that like gives you an answer or what. Right. But like, right? I mean, but the thing is too, like he's doing him. So absolutely, he is. He yeah, is. He's doing him, and good for him. Like he is. I would rather him be him and do his own thing than try and you know, because he'd probably be miserable if he couldn't. Right. So let him yeah. do him. Like I got no problems with that.
0: It's an e- That's an easy. Uh, I got this saying: the ball don't lie. But like that's that's an easy thing like bottle lie is a beer pong term but it's a life thing too it's just like you might argue you might be drunk and argue like and forget like yo we hit that cup or we didn't or should have should we redo it you can't agree the bottle lie
1: bottle lie
0: we find peace and solace in that
1: amen so that's a, that's that's a that's like a, like ninth grade like pe pickup too like <laughs> i didn't foul you are bet bottle lie like bottle lie you brick a shot all right, we'll bet you didn't. You didn't. Exactly. Me, I guess.
0: Exactly. So it's one of those things. Even in life, like the the thing where you're supposed to be. When you feel like, when you get to a place where you feel like you understand, we talk going back to the accountability, and we'll end here because I know it's fucking late for you. Uh, when you arrive at the place where you feel like, hey, look, I'm doing the best I can. I'm where I'm supposed to be. The ball don't lie. I'm gonna put the work. I'm gonna show up every day. I'm gonna show up every day, and and I, you could find peace in that. You you know, it's, it's what I, it's what I've been able to establish just in my day to day. I used to be a very hectic-minded person. I adopted meditation. I adopted spirituality, you know, I, and grew my perspective. But I'm in that position now. I, I don't need external valid- validation anymore. The no, way well, I, and, and the way I used to, you know.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think people need to hear this too. Like. You used to be hectic-minded. When you started meditation, I guarantee, I guarantee it was not easy, was it? No. Like, you sit there for five minutes, you're like, what, has it been, like, two hours? <laughs> it's like, nah, it's been five minutes. Yeah. It's uh, And you start building that up, bro. It's like a muscle. You start building it up, building absolutely. it
0: up. Absolutely. And I, I will say, I don't even, like, dude, I know, I preach about how important meditation is, and there's there's days, at least once a week, almost once a week, I miss a day. Cause I'm I'm hectic minded and there's shit right when I wake up to it. and I'm like yo I'll meditate later and I don't, so I try to tell everyone at home listening. It doesn't matter what the fuck you think about your mind or how you're seeing things. There's there's so much value in the time you spend with yourself and I think that's like an undertone of this entire episode and we can end it here. Um, it's not cheesy or whack or weak to be like constantly working on yourself, working towards a higher
1: version of yourself. And yeah, no matter, well, what, go ahead. No, I'm just like, uh, you know, and, and Coach Carter, when he asked Cruz, he's like, yo, what's your deepest fear, young man? And he's like, finally answers him. He's like, you know, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, but that's we're powerful beyond measure. Like the rest of that quote, people should go look that up. But it's like, it, what it basically says is, who are you to like, be so like, almost cowardly to not shine your light because you're scared of what other people would think? Or scare how other people would see themselves because of your light. Or shine that shit. Like shine it. Because if you're not shining that light that you were given, then the world is missing something. Like plain and simple. If, you, if everyone were to be that, obviously we'd be in a utopia, right? But the world, if you were designed to be something and you're not doing it, then the world is missing it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, let me take that upon myself to be that. And that's what that's why I try and just leave people with, bro. It's like, like if you were meant to be funny, like, bro, be funny. Like, you don't... Like, that's who you are. And that's what the world needs because that's why you were made that way.
0: You're spot on, sir. Spot on. Couldn't have said it better myself. I appreciate you. Uh, this has to be something we continue to do. I think you just yeah, have no, a lot bro, of cool things to say. You let me know.
1: I'm, I'm, but these conversations are what keep me going, too, because these... Like this is this is what I do. Like I love yeah. talking about this stuff. I love. Are you, it. So are you lonely you, out there? Whenever you
0: want to do it again, bro. Are you lonely out there? Say what? I said, are you lonely out there on the road right now? I know it's a weird season, bro.
1: We had an off day yesterday. We weren't allowed to leave the room because of like New York City ordinances, you know. So I I sat in my room for, I mean, I hate to use this term, but like. It almost felt like I was just like caged in, bro. Like, I was just, there's four walls here. I mean, granted, it's a nice room, but right. it's, I'm just, I, there's no option for me to do anything. Right. So, it is what it is. I get to go home in a couple days. See yeah, my, lean,
0: lean into this for someone who values the alone time. Just lean into the solitude, sir. Keep doing it. Amen. Keep swinging it. Keep taking hacks. Who gives a fuck?
1: Hey, bro. Amen. What I, what you got to be scared of? Who gives a fuck? Swing hard in case you hit You're it. You're already in there.
0: Just, just fucking enjoy it. Take a whack. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? I appreciate you.
0: Appreciate you, man. Let's do Thanks this again. Thanks for hitting me up about it. Of course, man. I'm proud of you. I've, I mean, I don't follow baseball a ton, honestly. I don't. I, but I, I always, I see your name trending a lot, and I always click and I smile when I see this for a good, you know, hitting a walk off home run. See, like, see like my
1: hair everywhere, and I'm like, yeah. you know, doing some shit. Yeah. yeah.
0: Enjoy yourself, man. You're at the peak of, you
1: know, what
0: you do. So
1: bro, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah,
0: keep rocking, baby.
1: Yeah, let me know if you need anything. I got you for sure,
0: for sure. All day, bro. Stay up. Keep doing your thing. All right,
1: brother. See you, brother. Later. Appreciate you.